0: Listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and hosts Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. John Tate, what's going on, man?
1: Friday, Friday, Friday. I hope you're having a good one so far.
0: Hey, it's, uh, you know, I, I heard somebody one time say it, it takes Mondays to make Fridays. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm more in that thank God for Friday yeah. camp. Yeah, I love a good weekend, man. It, it is, uh, it's great. One of the things, though, for me, that's, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts of Friday is getting to talk to you, particularly when we're talking about Social Security, because who doesn't like a great? social security conversation. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Uh, you know, uh, most importantly, John, probably this week, you know, last week we covered the, the basics, but one of the things that I find being uh, to be most important is the idea of taking a long view because there are a lot of strategies on actually, you know, most people, I think the mindset is... I want to make sure that I start taking Social Security as quickly as I can because I'm going to get my money back, right? It's kind of, I paid in, I'm going to get my money. But in reality, there are a lot of strategies that folks can employ to actually maximize the amount, to look at some different scenarios to make sure that they get the most uh, money back uh, over a lifetime, rather than just how quickly can I get it. John Quinn, um, Yeah, one of the questions that I get, and you could probably almost say it with me that I, that I get, is um, you know, that age-old question, at what age should I actually apply? Like, when should I start taking it?
1: Now, I'm
0: probably going to be shocked by your answer, but what are your thoughts on that? When should somebody start taking Social Security?
1: It's my favorite answer to give of all time, and uh, that's, it depends. And um, I always like to say it with a smile on my face because my clients love it when I say that. But it, it truly does. It's, it's one of those, it's not the same for everybody. And I think that's kind of that first hurdle to get over for clients in that they'll go to a party and people love to share their opinions about what they've done. Or Jim so-and-so is uh, you know, living his best life, and, and, and maybe I'm not. You know, There's always the, the fear that the grass is greener and that you're missing out. Um, but it truly does depend on every family's own set of circumstances as to when you should start Social Security. And um, so we, we spend, as you might imagine, as, as you probably do, we spend a ton of time talking about this in the office with clients. And um, it really, it has to do with getting that signature life plan set up and figuring out the spending plan because Social Security, while it's money coming in, it's money coming in to cover certain expenses. And those expenses are determined by what you want your retirement to be, and when you want to do the bulk of your spending. I don't know who coined the terms, you know, no-go retirement, slow-go retirement, or go-go years, but, you know, it is true. There are different periods to retirement. There are different activity levels. There are different energy levels as you get older. And so trying to determine when certain amounts of spending are going to take place can s- sometimes point you in the right direction. Everything else aside, and um, and so spending down money. Do you, do you want to spend down your assets, or do you want to turn on Social Security and have that cover some of the spending? And um, not spending Social Security, you're spending down your assets. It's a it's a give and take. Um, I mean, what, how do you usually talk to clients about the, the go-go years, the, the slow-go years, and the no-go years, Chip?
0: Well, I think first, uh, you have to acknowledge that, that it's true, right? And, and those three periods that you're talking about, so the go-go years, which in a lot of cases are, let's say, the, the 50s and 60s. The slow-go years, uh, 60s and 70s, the no-go years. Uh, actually, I guess I got all those a decade off, right? So 60, 70, 70, 80, 80 plus it is the, those three things. But in reality, that's kind of how that uh, structure was, was coined. But in reality, those periods are different lengths for different people. And I, I think that that goes to your conversation uh, about the spending plan. I'm going to come back to that, John. One of the things that struck me is I'm I am wondering, as I'm sure our listeners probably are, what kind of parties are you going to that you're talking about who's taking what social security. I really feel like we need to upgrade the quality of parties that you're spending your time at. Don't get me wrong, I talk about it all the time at work. But I'm gonna be honest with you, if you're spending much time talking to or listening to to that at a party, you're probably not a very fun guest. So be careful. You may not get invited Back much talking Social Security during party time.
1: I don't. I really don't get invited anywhere. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe I need to up my game and start talking about different things. But I, I think people also in the in the community they know what I do for a living. So I think sometimes when I come around, the the conversation tends to drift towards something where maybe they can get some advice out of me that they don't necessarily have to have to pay for, um, and they can do that at a party. I don't know. Um, but at any rate, uh,
0: if, if nothing else, people are willing to, you know, Hey, listen, you're willing to ask questions at a party sometimes that you wouldn't ask otherwise. Cause maybe you're, you're a little too nervous. Um, but going back to what you asked about, uh, you know, in looking at the, what I find is the conversation of when should I apply in a lot of cases is very psychological. It, it's a lot like the, uh, when should I retire question. If you ask most people, uh, wh- when are you going to retire? Or what what is it based on? In reality, in a lot of cases, the projected age of when somebody is going to retire is typically based on one of two things in my experience. When their parents retired or when their friends are talking about when they're going to retire. It, it's not a... And that's one of the things that we encourage people is to, to kind of plot their own course because otherwise there are plenty of people I know who could have retired in their late 50s, early 60s who work until after 65 because that's what their parents did. I know that my partner, you know Scott Mitchell, his dad retired uh, earlier, if I remember correctly, retired relatively young because his dad had worked you know, longer, and uh, then not been able to enjoy retirement. And so there are a lot of psychological factors that go into uh, the decision, not only on when to retire, but also when to take Social Security. And so I think it's important to, you know, for folks to understand that that is a difference, and that's okay that you have that psychological preference. You talk about spending down assets. You know, some folks – there are some people who can't stand the idea that that they're going to wait to not claim Social Security. They've been waiting on 62 for 10 years, you know, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. It's the only reason people wait and get excited about getting older. Might be because they're about to get to, to that age. But so for, there are some folks, that that's a psychological thing, right, that if I... I want to take it as early as I can. There are others that come from a different place, which is uh, I can't can't stand the thought of watching my account value go down because the money has to come from somewhere. And so when we talk about maximizing the long-term benefit, I think that it only works in looking at kind of the totality of the situation, right? Because if you spend down some of your money earlier in retirement to be able to defer Social Security, it's because it, it makes that retirement smile, right, where the, the value goes down for a little while and then maybe you're able to take more Social Security and so your values go back up because you're, you're taking less out. One of the things, though, John, that I have people ask a lot of questions about is um, the spousal Benefit. How does the spousal benefit work in in all of this?
1: Well, and you know that has changed in in recent years. You know, there there was a um, a bill that was passed uh, in Congress that I think was back in 2015 that eliminated uh, several strategies that couples could once use. And basically, the idea back then was one spouse would start collecting the one with the lower benefit. Uh, the other one would wait until full retirement age, let their benefit grow, or even later. And then when that person started collecting on their benefit at full retirement age or later, the spouse would then switch to one half of, of the, the other benefit because they can do that. I don't think that that, um, that trick or tip is out there anymore because they've changed it. You can still claim benefits, but I don't think that it you can you know do that trick where you you collect your own and then collect somebody else's. Um, but at any rate, the, the spouse with a work record, if you're going to collect one half of your your other significant other's um, benefit, the you've got to have a work record, um, and you've got to be at least 62 um, before you can collect half. And then um, spouse benefits are permanently reduced if the working spouse starts to collect before reaching their own full retirement age. So they have reduced the amount that the spouse can collect. And um, so there there are, you know, we certainly take that thing into consideration.
0: Yeah, I I think that, you know, the other thing, so there are a lot of really interesting nuances uh, about how Social Security works. One of the interesting ones that I've seen, John, is talking about spousal benefits. Um, You know, if somebody is widowed. You know, you, your benefits can change, right? You, you have the ability to uh, be eligible for 100% of your partner's benefits. Uh, you know, that's uh, one of the things that can happen. Also, in some cases, divorced spouses can actually be eligible for spousal benefits based on a former partner's record. And, and I think that's one of the, the things where every now and then, uh, and there are some rules around that. I don't think you can be remarried. Uh, I think there are some other kind of caveats to that, but if you are divorced and have been divorced and have not been remarried, it's worth checking into because we've seen some folks from time to time where we're having this conversation and going back and been able to increase their Social Security based on a prior spouse's work history. So I, I think that it's, again, one of those things worth digging one, asking one more question, digging one level deeper than just getting the statement, and you know, and turning it on when we can,
1: and and we can talk about that a little bit too. I find the the best resource, you know, other than talking to you and I about it. But you know, if you're at home and you're and you have questions about Social Security, SSA.gov. Uh, is the place to go. You can set up your own account. You can view your own benefits on in a kind of a real time basis. And then, you know, I, with all the COVID restrictions, I'm not sure how the the actual physical bricks and mortar offices are working. Um, but scheduling a phone call is very easy uh, as well. And you know, just to simply call up and ask these questions. Um, doesn't take a whole lot of effort or, uh, or time. And, um, and in in a lot of cases, you can get some answers that are, that are very important to you.
0: For sure. And one of the, I guess, kind of, John, the last question for, for today that, that I get is, you know, all right. So what if I'm one of those people who wants to keep working? Can I get social security if I work?
1: The answer is yes, you you can. So they have limits uh, out there on how much you can earn while you work uh, between the ages of 62 and full retirement age. Full retirement age is kind of that cutoff that if you're collecting your benefit and working, you can do whatever you want, and they won't reduce your benefit. But less than full retirement age and working, they can take some of your benefit away while you're still working. And, you know, what ends up happening is that by uh, at full retirement age, if you're still working, they give you some of that benefit back. And usually you're made whole by in your, you know, early to mid seventies in your benefit and what you're collecting from social security. But for that period of time, when you're collecting and working younger than full retirement age, your benefit is going to be reduced. Uh, And for some folks that's, that's not, that's not such a bad idea. You know, the ones that are consulting, they're, they're taking that um, kind of part-time approach to retirement where they don't just flip a switch and just one day wake up and they have no responsibility and no, no work uh, that they, that they have to go to. Um, Some of our most successful retirees. And when I say most successful, I mean, happiest, most content um, are the ones that kind of slowly wean themselves off of the daily, day-to-day requirements and responsibilities of work and, and just kind of ease into being able to do whatever they want. And um, so in those cases, it makes sense to sometimes take the Social Security and continue to work and do both. Um, and so we can uh, we talk about that in our office all the time. But if you want to know dollars, this is all on the ssa.gov website, but um, basically anything earned, anything that you earn over $18,000, $19,000 a year, is your benefit from Social Security is going to be reduced uh, $1 for every $2 you earn above that limit. And um, that continues until you become um, you know, fully el- eligible uh, in some form or fashion. Well,
0: important to point out, right, rushing to take it and then paying or, or losing part of the benefit for, uh, I- at least in the short run, for working is a, it's an example, I think, to some extent of cognitive dissonance, right? I'm in a hurry to get it, except for that I'm going to put myself in a position where I may lose part of the benefits. That's one of the reasons, John, I think that, yeah, our encouragement is uh, if you are, you know, nearing, so let's say above the age of, you know, you're 60 or so. This is the time to just take a look at this, get the numbers run, and, and really, because it is so personalized, dial into your situation to best understand how the rules work and can be best applied kind of in your favor. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing.
1: And, you know, the the part about cre- the creation of our signature life plan for all of our clients, I mean, we can run as many different scenarios as, as we want to uh, about when we collect Social Security, when that income starts coming in, uh, what if you start spending down your own assets first and then take Social Security later. I mean, we can run all of those show those numbers to you and then figure out which one works the best for your family. It's worth the time and worth the effort. And it's, it's, you know, helping families figure that out is is one of the joys of this business, I think.
0: Yeah, no, no question. And so uh, as a reminder, if, uh, if you're listening and you have questions about social security, but you're not ready to have a a meeting yet, just let us know. We'll send you out our social security guide and uh, it's got all this information And more. John, I will look forward to seeing you again next time when we talk about what happens when I decide to collect. So, we're going to talk through actually the process of what happens. See you again next week, brother. See ya. Here we have it another great episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, here are four ways that we can help. First, Complete the Retirement Success Scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms. You can find this at signaturewealth.com scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix. Whether you're interested in real life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security, it's all in there go to retirementremix.com to grab your copy. Third, listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at signaturewealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement go to signaturewealth.com and select the Signature Wealth Office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.